You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Can we just get straight to the freaking point? Instagram can be infuriating sometimes. It's just this big game of feeling like you're doing all the things and getting zero traction or feeling the comparison and overwhelm because you know you're not showing up like you should, but you're just honestly overwhelmed with where to even start. You're lost when it comes to the gram and you feel like you can never, ever, ever beat that dang algorithm. Can I get an amen? When it comes to IG, you just, you feel like there's always more, right? Like more followers, you need more time, you need more content, more engagement, and you're just tired. Trust us, we've been there. Boy, oh boy, have we been there. Oh my gosh, more times than you can even count. Like I know Instagram helps my business, just as I'm sure you do too, but it feels like a freaking chore sometimes, one that's just impossible to understand. Can I get an amen? Well, today's episode is diving honestly deeper than we might have ever done before on the podcast on the foundational aspects of Instagram marketing. Because when it comes to this app, the struggles that you're probably having are around, I'm guessing, the hacks or the engagement boosts or getting followers to engage with you or not knowing what the heck to even say on the gram. But what if we told you that all of those problems could be solved by focusing on the root system of Instagram, by focusing on the foundational strategies of how you show up, why you're showing up, and what you're offering? Because in order to actually beat the algorithm, we have to stop chasing likes and followers and hashtags and all the things, but actually create and approach the app with the perspective of crushing your Instagram marketing game once and for all. You ready for this beast of an episode? No, I don't think you are. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, let's dive on in to one of the juiciest topics we could probably ever cover, Instagram and its dang algorithm. So mm. here's here's the deal. I think a lot of people think Instagram is all about this algorithm that's just the make or break, evil witch of the West type of situation. And there's nothing you can do against it. And just like, like why? But we are here to tell you today that that is a load of garbage. A load of poo-poo. (laughs) Trashio. It is inaccurate. It is false. And it is not true. Yeah. I I think what we're going to say might shock some of you right now, but beating this algorithm isn't just about what time of day to post or how many hashtags do I use or, oh, I used the wrong photo, blah, 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 blah. Like, well, yes, those are helpful hacks and and there is a place for the nitty gritty parts of Instagram. Those should be the flowers of your tree. And now here, before we go on further, let's actually break down what I mean by that. Yes. So I feel like your, your marketing, this was when Lindsay and I were kind of discussing this episode and kind of trying to figure out like how to explain this. I got this mental picture of a fruit tree. Your marketing 
is a fruit tree. It should be like that. There are roots, there's a trunk, there are branches, there are leaves, there are flowers, and then there's fruit. And I think a lot of us, especially when it comes to Instagram, are just standing around looking for some ripe and, and juicy fruit to pick. Or the, you know, we're if we're the tree, actually, we're sitting there and we're like, where's my fruit? Where's my fruit? We're, we're trying to create this. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you have to grow an entire tree. You have to pay attention to more than just the fruit. There's a root system. There's the trunk. There's your branches. And what's doing Are you even planted in the right pasture? (laughs) The right pasture. (laughs) I cannot. But I mean, it's actually true. Are you in soil that's going to help you grow? I said it. Um, yeah, there's there's so much more doing the behind the scenes brunt work, and then the flowers and the fruit that you're seeing are the results of those systems working. Yes. Well, and I think the reason we wanted to approach this episode from this perspective is because so many times when we get asked Instagram questions, it's always questions that are focused on the fruit, i.e. Why are followers not interacting? How do I get followers that actually like me? How do I get followers that actually buy my product or my service? Like, how do I grow my following? How do I do this hashtag? I'm lost on... Like, it's always focusing on that. And before, like we said, there is a place for that. But before you even focus on all those little nitty gritty things, if your tree is not planted in the right field or it's planted incorrectly or you're trying to grow in in a weird way, like it's not going... Like focusing on the fruit and the flowers is not going to help you. So today we're going to help you understand all of your systems and how they work together in your Instagram strategy so you can get like this big big visual picture of, of knowing how it works like all together, if that makes sense. Yes. So your roots and your trunk are your foundational structural core, your why, your reason for doing what you're doing and and your what, knowing exactly what you're doing and how it all works. And then eventually your branches, your leaves, your flowers, those are all your how systems, the engagement hacks, the tools, the how behind utilizing Instagram well in order to actually see that fruit in your business. But like Lindsay was saying, they won't work if your roots and your trunk aren't solid and doing their job. Because the reality is your root system is what's bringing the nutrients up your tree. It's what's helping grow. It's what's giving the life to your your leaves, your branches, your flowers. Like, yes, if you utilize some of these hacks, you know, engagement hacks or whatnot here and there on Instagram, you might see a little burst of like something, like a little flower will pop up, but you're not going to see the rewards, the fruit, the results of having a deeply rooted, solid system with a solid trunk that's really going to do the brunt work in your marketing. So today, we're going to dive in to all of those systems and how they work together in your Instagram strategy. So let's talk about our uh, foundational strategies and go back to our roots. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Okay, so the first up on the foundational strategy of Instagram, so root number one, if we want to call it that, Uh, is having a very clear niche. Now, when you say that, or when I say that, I know you're probably like, you've talked about this before. If you've never heard us talk about this before, go back to our niche episode. Off the top of my head, I don't know what episode number that is. Evie can maybe look it up while I'm talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got this. You got this. But let's talk about like the foundational why behind 
having a niche on Instagram or having a core focus. If your account doesn't have a central focus or a core focus, you can be doing all of those engagement tools to pull people in. You could have hashtags, you could have geotags, you could have freaking geotags on every single story or whatever. But if people can't hop onto your account and then know immediately who you are, what you do, and who you're for, they will not stick around. Evie, do you have yeah. the number? Yes, it's episode 108. Perfection. That's yeah. going to break down a lot more about like why niching is relevant, which we're kind of sharing here, but that obviously is an entire episode mm-hmm. on the foundations of that. But yes, if like think of like people are not going to stick around when they come to your account and they're not seeing something that is very clear to understand. Like people hate wasting mental energy trying to understand something that's clearly confusing and not concise and not clear. Yeah. So like some questions to ask yourself. Like, well, here, let's just actually, if you're listening to this in the car, then do this later. But if you're listening to this on your phone, pick up your phone, go to Instagram. I want you to go and do this mental exercise with us. Well, it's not even mental. It's just literal. Um, (laughs) Go to your account. And I want you to look at it from the perspective of somebody who has never, doesn't know who you are, what you do or anything, and has hopped on your account for the very first time. Because I think sometimes we just got to get out of our own head when looking at this and realize like, what does our account or my account look like to somebody who doesn't know who I am and has never, ever heard of me? Mm-hmm. And then ask these questions to yourself. Is my bio concise? Like, does, does it clearly identify who I am and what, I, what I'm about? Like, mm-hmm. do your highlights make sense to someone other than you? Like, go through and watch your highlights genuinely. Like, does it paint a story of who you are and like, do your highlights make sense with what the name is? Or is the name of the highlight even clear to somebody who isn't you? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes people are like, Francis, and I don't know that Francis is your cat. Maybe <laughs> you should name it cat. I don't know. But <laughs> anyways, you get the point. Uh, another question to ask is, does the content on my feed have somewhat of a central focus? Like, you're basically asking yourself these questions to trigger, is there a clear picture on my account of who I am? Is mm-hmm. it very easy to understand what I do? Is, is what I do very clear? And is who I serve also very clear. Like, will someone instantly know who I serve and what I offer just by viewing my feed and my account before even scrolling? Yes. So that's how to kind of sit back and recognize, do I have a niche? If you don't yeah. have any of that, you need to sit down and start changing some things. Figure out, which we'll, we'll talk about giving you even more tools and stuff within the rest of this episode, But and go listen to episode 108 on niching. But you have to have that clarity and that focus because you might be sitting here going, okay, great, awesome. Yes, niching, you guys talk about this, but how will niching help me beat the algorithm? Mm -hmm. The reality is people follow accounts where they know what to expect. So think of going to your favorite restaurant. Let's say you love their pad thai at this favorite restaurant of yours. So you go in, you order your favorite dish, and then all of a sudden you get handed a plate of anchovies. Like what the frick? You will probably never go back to that restaurant. You're super frustrated. And and the chef comes out and is just like, well, that's what we're, you know, ordering today. Or like, that's what I felt like cooking today or whatever. And you have lost all trust in your favorite restaurant. You no longer think that they're, they're the quality that you anticipated. It's not worth the stress or the confusion of trying to guess what you're going to get each time you order. 
that's like you could have just gone to an anchovy restaurant if that's what you wanted. <laughs> I know, legit. <laughs> but that's how people feel with social media. They want to know what to expect. They want those tasty little morsels of their favorite dishes day after day. Now, that doesn't also mean that you're stuck in a box. You can still have an entire menu of dishes, but it means that it's consistent and it's centered around a central theme that people can rally behind and enjoy consistently day after day. Mm -hmm. And so when that comes to marketing, you want clarity and consistency in your content. Just like if you are a restaurant, you want clarity and consistency in the theme of your menu. Mm -hmm. Like sure, you can introduce new dishes here and there, but people should be able to know like who you are, what they'll get, what genre of restaurant you are, and why they should stick around. Hint, the quality, like the quality is off the charts, right? Yeah. So we're going to kind of follow this. Just don't go anywhere with this restaurant analogy. We're using it throughout because I think it's a really, really good picture of how the algorithm works and then even how to work with your Instagram. So when it comes to the algorithm, let's further this restaurant analogy, right? Say you've niched down and you've mastered your menu, aka your content. People know exactly what to expect. They know the dishes are quality, like we said. So people start showing up, right? They're telling their friends, even if it's just five people to start, like if you are are an awesome restaurant, people are going to tell their friends and your word of mouth is going to get popping. You're going to get some attention and excitement. And when you focus on your niche and you learn to master it, your reputation will start to precede you. And then like, guess what? If you're a restaurant, the media will start picking you up. Like, dang, have you heard about that new Thai restaurant? It's good. People are going to say that they're loving it. And then bam, new sources are going to start featuring your restaurant pushing your menu out to the world. I mean, not even your menu, just like your entire restaurant, aka Mm -hmm. your account. So relate that analogy now back to your account on Instagram, because that's exactly what happens with the algorithm. When you niche down and focus on creating quality content that's clear and consistent around a central theme, and, and again, the central theme is relevant to keep people engaged and coming to your restaurant, aka your account, then the algorithm is going to notice that and, and, they're going to notice people showing up to consume your food, aka your content, and it's going to start pushing your content out to more people, not to mention word of mouth power too. Like that's awesome. So does that make sense how this analogy is kind of relating to you as a restaurant, aka an account, creating menus, aka your content? Yes. Yeah. So hopefully that kind of paints a picture and explains why it is so important to be clear, to be specific, and to be consistently creating quality content day after day. Now, with that in mind, let's keep that analogy in our heads as we move on to the next foundational route, which is client avatars. So now that you have a niche, so in other words, a quality solid menu with a, within a specific genre of food, now the question, especially when it comes to Instagram, becomes how can I market to people that specifically want or need my food? aka your content. This is where having a client avatar becomes so crucial because believe it or not, you are not trying to reach everyone online. You are not just trying to grow your account to any random stranger. Same with the restaurant analogy. You are not trying to pull in any random person off of the street. That person needs to want and need your food. So if you're a Thai restaurant, you want customers coming in that appreciate and love good Thai food. You don't want customers coming in who are wanting burgers and fries. So getting even more clarity on not just what you offer and the niche you fall into, but also exactly who you're trying to attract, that will bring so much power behind your marketing efforts. Mm. 
So you're probably listening to Evie talk and you're like, Evie, wow, that sounds so cool. That sounds so dope. How do I find my client avatar, <laughs> Evie? <laughs> I don't know that's, what that's. That's a fascinating <laughs> voice. I, I, I'm intrigued by your choice there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just roll with it. Anyways, we're glad you asked. The person who sounds like, I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> Anyways, so let's talk about how to find a client, client avatar because there is a whole process on building out an entire client avatar. And you can go deep with this bad boy, but just to keep it clear and simple today in this podcast episode and digestible, let's cover a couple of the most foundational and vital aspects. So a couple questions to ask yourself when thinking about creating your own client avatar for your Instagram account. And honestly, this is not just Instagram. This is like a foundational marketing principle for your business, but it also applies very strategically to Instagram. Yes. Number one is to know your customer demographics. So is your account relevant to, or is your ideal client relevant to know like where you live? Like, are they local? Are you a brick and mortar shop that need people to come in locally? Or are you more of an online, maybe you're an online marketing coach. Are you looking for clients globally? Like where are the demographics of where your ideal customer lives? What's their age group? Are you a uh, marketing coach that's teaching like maybe 20 to 30-year-olds? Or are you a restaurant that's serving local? Like, I mean, I guess a restaurant could honestly be a little bit wider of a demographic as far as like who would have your food or who eats your food. But maybe if it's like a pub, maybe you're going for a younger crowd. Like again, like you got to think about who you are and what you serve and the demographics of the ideal client that would want to consume or need your product. Yeah. And there are so many questions that you can dive into when it comes to figuring out your demographic, but those are just a couple to give you an idea of the clarity that you can get from that. Mm -hmm. And then the second area that you really want to identify is why does your... Why does your customer need what you have to offer? This one's something that you can sit back and go, oh, shoot. But the reality is you have to identify what obstacles your ideal customer is facing in life that your product or service can help them solve. So ask yourself that question. Like, what is it that they're struggling with? And how can I or my product or my service or whatever help them solve or overcome that issue? And then another question is, what have they tried before to solve their problem? Did it work? If so, or if not, how does your product or service differ from what they've tried before? And how can you communicate that in a way that's going to stand out from everything else that they've heard along this topic or to solve this problem? Yeah, because you want to position your product or your service in a way that is going to hit their pain points and hit their needs. And you can't do that without knowing who they are and what their needs actually are And like Evie said, like what they've tried before. Like you need to know all that nitty gritty stuff Mm -hmm. on your ideal client. So pull out a sheet of paper, pause this episode. Or again, if you're driving, do this later. But we really recommend doing this. Write down everything you can think of that depicts your ideal customer. Now, like no detail, honestly, in my opinion, is too small or too irrelevant. Yeah. Write down everything that comes to your mind. Like that along with your niche will give you a goldmine of of information to map out that you can reference every time you create content on Instagram. And yes. Loki, this works beyond Instagram. But yes. We're talking foundational <laughs> stuff today. Yeah. I mean, the reality is the algorithm loves this type of clarity and quality content that is serving and targeting the same people over and over again. That's going to organically draw in the right people and spread the word organically, the algorithm will notice that and start picking up on that and pushing your stuff out to more and more people. So 
This is freaking foundational. And next up, after the client avatar, let's talk a little bit about filling out that roadmap with even more detail, giving you even more nitty gritty, like street by street turns of where to go and how to how to go about it with content pillars. So content pillars are typically three to five topics or genres of content that you create and talk about consistently on Instagram. This is one of the last and final foundational pieces to your tree, like one of the last root systems that result in freaking growth. I'd almost even, I don't know about you, Lindsay, but I'd almost even consider this like the trunk. Like this is the part that kind of helps hold everything together. It gets... Well, be- yeah, it's because the name of the game on Instagram is, is content. Like there's 5 million mm-hmm. different ways to create content. Like that's the why Instagram exists is to create content. Yeah. And this is like the pillars with which you, like the structure of wh- how you create that content and you're pulling yeah. in your niche and you're pulling in your client avatar to create these content pillars. Yeah, it's like pulling the nutrients from the roots. Like the root system is doing their work underground and then it's pulling everything from that and up to, you know, all the other, the branches are like, you know, utilizing the tools of reels or, you know, different, there's so much more that goes into it, but this is the trunk. This is the root. This is the pillar holding up the tree. I mean, this is killer. So you have to understand content pillars. All right. So let's dive in. How do we actually find our content pillars? Like, if you're if you're jiving with this episode and you're like, yes, I'm down. Okay, cool. Client avatar, niche, cool, Lindsay Evy. Let's get to content pillars. How? So some quick exercises you can do or some quick questions to ask yourself. Go back and look at your best performing content on Instagram so far. What have people engaged with and connected with the most? Write those topics down. Like just write them down. Mm-hmm. And then next, think through the content that your ideal customer needs to help solve their problems. Like Again, that's why you have to have a clear picture of who your client avatar is. And and also, when we say client avatar or ideal customer or client, that's the same thing. Customer, client, all interchangeable. All, yes, everything. But think about what they need and and ways that your product or service solves that the problem that they need. So what Mm -hmm. struggles are they facing? What questions do they have? What answers do you have to most of those problems? And then... This is why like knowing your niche and knowing what you sell or what you offer is important because when you're looking at like an ideal client avatar, they they have problems. I mean, every human being has oodles of problems, but (laughs) you're not necessarily trying to market and hit every single one of their ultimate life problems, right? You're only trying to target the ones that your niche or your offer or your product or service has a solution to, like the ones that that fits with. Does that make sense? Yes. And then the third one, this actually ties in perfectly to what you were just saying, Linz, because there's also a a point where you can even have personal connection points or, you know, answers to problems that your client avatar is having that isn't even specifically related to exactly what you offer or sell, but it is related to something that you're passionate about that's going to build the no like, and trust factor. So the third way to kind of find your content pillars is to take notes of the topics that come up consistently, either online, like on Instagram, or in person with your friends, your family, even your customers or your clients. The topics that you really love talking about and want to share with everyone. So these can absolutely be related to your business, your offer, your product, your service, whatever, or even just a personal topic that lights you up that you are passionate about sharing and you want other people to have, you know, this 
involvement, either just enjoying it or Mm -hmm. learning and growing with you along that. Now, take a note with this and look for any consistency across these. Is there a piece of content that did really well on Instagram before that you're really passionate about talking about? Maybe that's something that you can put in a content pillar. Or is there something that your customer really needs to hear that will help show your expertise and provide value to them consistently? Again, great content pillar. So compile that list into three to five core content pillars that you can then pull from with every piece of content that you create. Okay, Linz, let's give people the scoop when it comes to Instagram. Heck yes, I am down. Give me a second, take a deep breath because this is a doozy. If you didn't know, we just launched the mother of all Instagram courses, the Instagram major. Now, we didn't just teach you about how to use the app to its fullest potential. We also break down the biggest foundational marketing principles that will skyrocket you through your marketing as a whole. Yes. This course is a freaking beast. We have four seasons covering start to finish every single principle and strategy you'll ever need to crush it on Instagram. Yes. So let's break that down a little bit. Season one covers the foundations of marketing. Season two covers content creation. Season three dives deep into mastering the tools of Instagram. And season four teaches next level strategy when it comes to Instagram growth. Throughout all of those seasons, plus a ton of incredible bonuses, we cover in depth a variety of topics from finding your niche, knowing how to stand out, clarifying your brand messaging, creating your content pillars, content categories, and a content calendar, honing in on your aesthetics, batching your content, mastering your Instagram captions, reels, stories, bio, and literally everything else on the gram. And yeah, (laughs) that's not even half of it. (laughs) No, really, we didn't even list everything included because we'd be here for another 30 freaking minutes. The Instagram major is packed with four seasons, 28 course episodes, tons of bonuses, PDFs, worksheets, and more. If you're sick and tired of struggling with marketing your business on Instagram, feeling like you're just completely missing your ideal customer, struggling to stand out from the crowd, and exhausted with trying to keep up with everything else on this app, this course will change your business and life forever. Yes, we've packed it to the brim with every single strategy and tool you'll need to crush it on Instagram day after day. It's time to serve your audience out the wazoo and see the sales and growth rolling in. Enrollment is only open from July 22nd through the 28th, so don't sleep on this. We cannot wait to see you inside and watch you crush it on Instagram once and for all. Ready to explode your follower count and reach on Instagram? I mean... Duh, you're probably like, uh, yes. So (laughs) the number one way to grow your following right now on Instagram is hands down the power of reels. We're not kidding. Now, you might be feeling mega overwhelmed. You're seeing everyone else crushing it on reels, but you keep feeling like you don't know the first freaking thing about reels. Like, where do you even start? How do you make them catchy? What do you even post? So if reels intimidate the crap out of you and you're just feeling stuck on where to even start, we have your answer. Our course, The Reels Miner, is a deep dive into reels that teaches you everything you need to know about creating and utilizing reels for your Instagram marketing strategy. From brainstorming and planning real ideas within your expertise and niche, to actually knowing how to create reels, how to edit your videos within the Instagram app and outside of it, how to keep and hold people's attention in video, how to create epic cover photos, how to find cool trending audio and sounds, how to do sick transitions to create visual interest, and so much more. The Reels Miner is your one-stop shop on how to create epic reels. 
Yes, with 12 videos throughout three seasons, including a frick ton of bonuses, we walk you step-by-step step through how we plan, brainstorm, batch, create, edit, and post our reels to intentionally gain traction, grow your follower count, and showcase your personality and expertise. To master your Reels game once and for all to see insane growth and reach as a result, check out The Reels Miner at www.therealsminer.com. Yes, once again, that's therealsminer.com. So we want to give you a few examples of our own content pillars just to kind of like break it down, especially if you follow us on Instagram. This might help like really drive it home how we're doing this in our own Instagram strategy. So that way you can be like, oh, okay, I get it. I see it. Yeah. Um, so, Evie, do you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, these are a handful of my content pillars. Productivity and time management tips. I just, I'm a nerd. I love it. I love talking about it. Relationship building or growth or just my relationship life. I just love sharing what Lane and I are learning, how we've grown, you know, communication, things that we've worked through, whatever. Entrepreneurship, that is a big one. I can break that down into, you know, managing multiple companies and what that looks like, business growth and strategies and my business coaching, investing, like all of that, just the overall world of multi-passionate entrepreneurship. And then my last two are outdoor lifestyle, everything from surfing to hiking to living in Southern California to my personal life is my final one. That includes Jesus and what the Lord is is teaching me, my home decor, my home projects, my renovations, everything around the house, and then work-life balance, what I'm learning, just anything that relates to kind of my daily life. Now, Evie just shared her content pillars. I kind of want to go back through them real briefly and share like, how that relates to like her niche or her interests of her ideal client or even what she offers and how she makes money. So mm -hmm. like your first one was productivity and time management tip. Well, that clearly so easily goes one into something that you're genuinely passionate about, which is an interest of yours, which yeah. should be content pillars. Like they should align with your interests. Otherwise, why are you talking about them? But also <laughs> that just goes so well into business owners and, yeah. and it, it expands even beyond business owners, but a huge chunk of like, productivity and time management is people owning their own business, which yeah. you run the heart. So that's a huge aspect of what you do. But then you also offer business coaching. So it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense why that's one of her content pillars. Yeah. Now relationships building and growing in life and sharing her like life with Landon, that's not necessarily directly related to a way that she makes money per se. However, that hits a huge segment of relatability within her audience because a lot of other people in her audience are either married or they're dating and like, they're wondering like, hey, I, I'm growing in my life too. Like, I want to know this. And so something that she's passionate about sharing, which is her life, can hit on, you mm -hmm. know, a human level of what people need. The other one, entrepreneurship is very self-explanatory. Like you offer coaching. <laughs> we run the heart. That's very clearly why one of those is your content pillars. Yeah. That's like what you do. <clears throat> But then outdoor lifestyle and even personal life, like your last two, very similar to relationship building. Mm -hmm. Like that are, those are interests of Evie's that hit on different elements of her ideal client. Like her yeah. ideal client for coaching, her ideal client, even for Evie Swim, even for the heart are people that enjoy like being outdoors, living life to the fullest. Like, so she's mm -hmm. going to share those intersections of interest that fall in line with her own interests, but yeah. also fall in line with her ideal client's interests. So that's why it's like when you're sharing personal life, you're not just sharing random things that you like because you like them. Like there could be an element of that, but make sure that you're aligning those personal interests mm -hmm. of what you're sharing with personal interests of your ideal client. So that way there's an, actually like a connection. It's not just like, 
you're sharing knitting and no one cares. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to discourage anybody from like sharing things that they love. Well, I also want to say, I think like even sharing knitting, like you could absolutely share that in under like personal life. Like my, me talking about Jesus and the Lord and what he's teaching me and stuff is purely for the goal of connecting with people yes. and, and empowering people and, you know, whatever. And I, I could easily have knitting in there. I mean, I have copper in there. Copper serves no purpose other than I love him. I love sharing him and other people enjoy him. So like, well, I th- well. Oh, you have thoughts. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is putting strategy where strategy shouldn't be, but people like you're sharing a dog and it's cute, which is helpful for engagement. Not that that's why you share copper. And that's also not why I share Eloise, but it also does the same thing. Like very similar yeah. like, aspects of like people love cute things, mm-hmm. but it's also relatable. A lot of people have dogs. Like a yeah. lot of people relate to that aspect. So it's it's sharing personal elements of your life that you know will relate to others. But yeah. But that's also maybe not why you share copper, but it also helps. No, you know I, would, I would say that puts strategy where I don't have strategy. However, I, I, it works. If some, <laughs> if I was sharing something that like nobody, like literally people did not care about and did not, like people hated, of course, I'm not going to continue to share it. So right. there is that's that aspect. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, now, talk about your content pillars. <laughs> perfect. 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 Okay. So my content pillars, similar to Evie's, but also different because we're in different stages well, of life. Also, I find it ironic. We both wrote out our content pillar. Like we, we've we created and written and done our own content pillars without, like we don't work together on our content pillars in any right, way. And because yet we're separate businesses. Yes, but they're also very similar, which just goes to show like we're twins, but go ahead. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, okay, so mine I wrote, and I wrote them just off the top of my head on the fly, but business marketing tips. So that's kind of very similar to Evie's entrepreneurship category. Just talking about social media marketing, branding, like all the things that I'm, I almost said really good at, but I don't want to, I don't want to like do my own way. You just did. Things things that I'm learning. I mean, we run a business and marketing podcast, so it makes sense that I would talk about those things. We run the heart. So that's, (laughs) it's kind of what I do. Also, I offer coaching. So like there's, there's that element of like that, in and of my interests, but also what I sell and do is yeah. business marketing. Anyways, another one is motherhood and baby lifestyle. I said that weird, but like basically that's just sharing motherhood, pregnancy, Eloise. Mm-hmm. Like that's talking about like maternity clothes. Like it all is around that topic. And that I will say has changed over time because I didn't obviously used to be a mom. And so this entire category came into my content once I had a baby and started naturally talking about that stuff. So yeah. just as a as a tip, like these pillars can change over time. Yeah. Like are, they probably won't look the same in a year or two. Yeah. Same for Evie. Yep. But um, so that's one. Another one is home decor and renovation life. And I don't even know if I said that right, but it's more of just like in this season, we're doing a lot of home renovations. We're building a house eventually in Florida. Like there's just a lot of home like stuff happening that's physically construction based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just sharing that process and and I I could maybe broaden that bucket or that pillar to be like, oh, it's more just like family lifestyle, but it in this season it is a little bit more specific and it's very much like home decor or home design, renovation, interior design focus. So that's that's one of my pillars as of this season of life. And again, well here, I'll I'll say them and then I'll go through how they relate. Uh, another one is faith and marriage life. So again, that's kind of similar to my motherhood and baby, but just more of just like faith and my marriage to Andrew. 
Yeah. Um, traveling is one that we absolutely love. And so I've, that's probably been one for ever since the dawn of time that I started Instagram because I've loved it so much. And then the last one kind of combines a little bit of before of what I've talked about, which is mom. I can't even say this freaking word. Mompreneur. Oh, I said it. Okay, great. <laughs> I literally... The, you try. People, you're, you're doing great. People say it different. There's like mompreneur or mompreneur. Like, I feel like it means the same thing, but like they say it Yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah. you get it. It's mothers who want to have businesses or, or vice versa, yeah. um, which kind of combines two other pillars of mine. However, those pillars are separate because it's like you can talk about business in one way, and then you could talk about like motherhood and maternity clothes in another way, but then you could also combine those and talk about like working from home or being an entrepreneur and also a mom. How does that all work? So um, really briefly, just like going through those business and marketing tips. Obviously, I make money through coaching. I make money through the heart. Like yeah. it's it's a branded, it, it's it's very clear why that's one of my pillars. That's how I make money. Motherhood and baby lifestyle. I don't directly make money other than through like collabs or partnerships or sharing affiliate links, things like that. However, it does relate to a lot of my ideal clients, which are mompreneurs. I said it again. Um, but you know, you you get the point. Home decor and renovation life, that truly does not make me money, I don't think, whatsoever, unless it's an affiliate link, which again, or or maybe a partnership, but still like it's it's hitting on a segment of life that a lot of people can relate to. A lot of people love interior design. It's an uh, interest of mine, things like that. Faith and marriage, very similar, and traveling even. None of that makes me direct money. However, it's a segment where my interests and my personal life segment and crisscross with my ideal client's personal life. Like there's been so many coaching calls that I've been on where um, like I'll get asked like, hey, how did you handle maternity leave? Which is like not a business question at all. However, it's like, I know that my ideal client is most likely a mom trueer. I said that, nope, I didn't do it right that well, time. Well, you did like three out of four, so <laughs> it's fine. Um, and so that's why like, that's a relevant topic. So hopefully breaking down our own content pillars in this time and in this season and kind of like sharing how they relate to our ideal client and our mm-hmm. niche really helps like you focus on, oh, okay, that's how I can like start to build out mine. And it doesn't mean that you can't ever talk about something that's not on that list. Like Evie's... Well, hers might fall into personal life, but I was like, oh, her chai is something, as a, that's a great example. Your mm-hmm. chai isn't one of your brand pillars or your content pillars, but it's an element of your life that could fall under personal life, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would actually say chai recipes are a very small subcategory under my personal life, which okay, is- Okay, well then pick something else that-, that, that <laughs> Copper. I would not consider oh, yeah. copper in my mind a part of my content pillars. You like reading. I would still consider that under either personal life or entrepreneurship. Personally. Okay. Personally. I'm just trying to think of example. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, fashion. I personally don't consider fashion a part of any of my content pillars, but anytime I wear something, people are like, where'd you get that? And I'm like, that's, okay. okay, that's a good example. So, so that's, I mean, that's something that I get a lot of questions on. I obviously like, I enjoy really cute dresses or something like that, but I wouldn't consider that part of like my content pillars, but people enjoy it. So, but just to, give you guys a a frame of reference that you can share things that are a little bit outside of it, but you still, these pillars are a structure to create your content so that your overall Instagram has a niche. Like it has a central focus. And so when people come to it, 
when they choose to follow, they choose to follow these pillars. Yeah. I mean, they don't know that. They're not like signing up. I'm signing up for pillar number one or whatever. <laughs> but but it's it's reflected in a non uh, obvious way. Like it's yes. reflected through every single thing that you're creating yes. on the app. Well, it's also really powerful for you as the creator to have so much clarity when you go to create content, being able to pull from these content pillars. Like, okay, you know, I, which this dives into a whole other topic that we can't, do not even have the least bit of time to cover, which is the content calendar and knowing, okay, I'm going to create a content calendar and clarity and be able to batch my work and all this around yeah. these content pillars because you know strategically what you're doing, why you're saying it, where it's, what the purpose is, who it's serving, all of it. So that's content pillars. And I know we just threw a lot at you. A lot. <laughs> a lot at you. But the reality is the Instagram algorithm is not the horrible, big, bad, scary wolf that we can make it out to be sometimes. In fact, if we learn how to work with it rather than just against it or complaining or just straight up giving up because we've heard too much negative stuff about the algorithm and it's not worth trying, we can instead harness the algorithm's power to our advantage. So we want you to take a step back and look back through everything that we just taught from niching to client avatars to your content pillars, are those root systems in place? Or are you just trying to grow fruit without any of the foundational power of getting the right nutrients to the right place and making sure your systems are set up that's going to actually create those results that you're looking for? Now, if you think that your strategies need a little more work, which there's no shame in that game, take some time to step back and begin establishing all the strategies first off that we talked about today. Clarify your niche, identify your ideal customer, and then strategically build out your content pillars to target and serve your ideal customer above and beyond. Yeah. And then if you start hitting those strategies hard, we promise your Instagram will look completely different. The algorithm loves when there's consistency and quality within your content. And that's really going to give you a foundational root system with which to then approach Instagram and actually have like a really good solid strategy moving forward to actually tackle all of like yeah. the fruit and the flowers and the engagement stuff. Yes. It'll all work together to create the most insane growth you could ever imagine, but you have to have everything working together. Like the tree is a unified front. Yeah. Does it make sense why now that we've said all that, like if you're focusing on like, but what hashtags do I use? Oh, but I'm not getting engagement. It's like, well, you gotta, you gotta take a like hundred steps back. First. Yeah, yeah. So like focus on that first. Yes. Now, I do want to come in here and just say, if you are feeling excited as heck and ready for even more strategies and tools or ready to begin to combine the the roots and the trunk with the branches and the leaves and the flowers and the fruit, and like you're ready to see everything come together, ready for more tools, more strategies, or maybe on the flip side, after hearing this episode, you are feeling really overwhelmed and not sure of where to start and just ready to sit down and cry. <laughs> need, need more foundational help. Yes, need more step-by-step -step help with like deep dives and everything. We got you. We, we got you. <laughs> so we have an entire course packed full of details, strategies, formulas, worksheets, tools, resources. I could go on. And so much more. <laughs> Our Instagram major course will guide you step-by-step -step through building out an Instagram presence that will shake your world. I don't know why I said it like that, but you get it. 
<laughs> yes. If you if you like today's episode, just want to throw out there, this is barely a drop in the ocean of what is covered in our course. Lindsay and I take you step by step through how to master Instagram and market your business like a freaking pro. It is complete with 28 course episodes, 10 bonus PDFs, templates, and resources, and it is packed full with worksheets and tools guiding you through each and every strategy we teach. And I just, I'm just going to make a bold statement. If you actually take this course and do the work, you will probably never struggle with Instagram again, the way that you have struggled with Instagram leading up to listening to this episode. I'm just going to, real talk. I'm just going to, just going to say that. (laughs) It's because we give you every single tool that we have in our wheelhouse that we use daily, like every single thing. We held nothing back. So to learn more and to finally crush Instagram once and for all, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash Instagram dash major. And now shameless plug over. We just truly (laughs) created this to see that you, we see, to see you succeed. And we, and we wanted to share it because it's, it's just a freaking beast of a course and it works. So whether you're ready to invest in yourself with the Instagram major or not, just know we're here for you and we're excited to see you kick butt on Instagram and just say goodbye to your algorithm woes forever, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so go crush it this week. If you love this episode, please share it. Leave us a review. That helps us so much. Um, Feel free to DM Lindsay and I with what you learned from this episode, how you enjoyed it, or better yet, go to the Heart and Hustle Facebook group. We have so much happening over there. We love talking to you over there, learning what you're enjoying, what you want to hear next, pulling you for questions for Q&A episodes, topics for future episodes, all of that. So go there and join if you need that. All the links for the Instagram major and the, the Facebook group and everything will be in the show notes. But in the meantime, go kick some butt this week. Go destroy the Instagram algorithm once and for all. Just kidding. Actually work together with it. And we <laughs> will together see, with it. <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode.